Okay. I just have to think of a, a of a quick introduction on this one, but you know, you know how it goes. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm recording. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to have COVID twice. Yeah, we're rebooting it. So, um, this episode will probably be a bit of a low-key one. <laughs> We've just come back from our convention excursion. You'll probably listen to part one of this, so you knew that's where we went. Um, while we were there, we saw plenty of good Harley Quinn cosplays, plenty of good Poison Ivy cosplays, not a drop of Catwoman, which feels wrong to me. <laughs> yeah, you would, you would think there would be, like, a more even split so on this dreary, rainy day, we will have to spend some time talking about Catwoman, because I feel like she should be the more famous one. She's probably the easier of the three to dress up as. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a black morph suit. Yeah, and goggles. Yeah. All right. So, I'm your host, Robert Ebola, and I'm joined by producer Kai Steen. As we continue... I would just like to point out, mm-hmm. still haven't had COVID yet. Nope. But you sound like you should. Maybe you're just... You know, it's fine. Okay. I was going to say, maybe your maybe your body just doesn't read positives. We know that. You have it's a very, called depression. You have a very negative personality. For a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. Oh my god, get your pop punk out of my fucking things. Nope. Okay, so we're going to continue with our story arc titled Union, which is volume one of uh, the Gotham, Gotham City Sirens comic book series. I'm yeah, um, cool. definitely listening to part one. So much of that episode was just explanation. Well, it yes. took place in the middle of a very... I'm not going to say you convoluted because that setup. sounds negative. But it was complex. a... Complex. It was very complex and in-depth. Like a, like a nice... Wide-reaching... It's, it's complex like a fancy chef describes a fancy meal. Yeah. Not like MCU in another year when they expect you to have seen all the TV shows as well as all the movies. All right. So that's where we're starting. Well, we're also starting with Riddler is dead. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Sort of. Sort of dead. As nah, you, mostly dead. As you see, dear listener, I hope you already read Batman Hush before you got this deep into lore. Um, during that story, Riddler worked out who Batman was. It was kind of cool that he knew but wouldn't tell anyone because it's too valuable of a secret to spread around. Which is very him, too. Oh, yeah. What, that, that's, that's a very classic riddle. Is like, what's something you have until you give it to someone else a secret? You know? So, um... So he's holding on to that one, but another writer came along and didn't like that, so Riddler got bonked on the head and had some time in coma town. Nice. He woke up and forgot about who Batman was, but also saw this as an opportunity to turn his life around. As he, So with that, he tosses the villain role aside and tries his hand at sleuthing. A PI to prove no mystery could get past him. So like still same same but different. This time he's on the solving end. Mm. You know, a smart genius like Edward Nigma could never be, could never have a case get onto his desk that couldn't be solved. Yeah. You know, which is oh, it, it feeds his smugness. Okay. Personally, the coma stuff is cheesy, but I do like the private ID to it because you get more of Riddler without burdening the writer or the reader with you know hacky riddles that usually are just there to fill issues between story arcs. Yeah, Riddler is a great character. Hard as shit to write, I'd imagine. You have yeah. to sort of work backwards in a in a very clunky way. Yeah. But he's still a good character at the same time, so this was a good way to get a little bit of both. You know, makes it nice and easy. Um, so Catwoman and Poison Ivy are being childishly ignored by him. Because <laughs> as we left last time, um, Harley Quinn had been kidnapped, quote-unquote, by a Tommy Elliot wearing Bruce Wayne's face. Yeah. Remember, we were doing a whole face-off thing. Catwoman and Poison Ivy are being childishly ignored by him, because as you remember, Harley Quinn had just been kidnapped by a Tommy Elliot wearing Bruce Wayne's face. Yeah. So, he's... They're desperately trying to get him to solve this mystery of where the fake Bruce Wayne would take their friend, and I love... 
I love all the characters in this, the way they're written. I like frustrated Ivy's line of time to die, meat. Yeah, because she doesn't, she doesn't the way many. I know it's just a speech bubble, but the way she calls Riddler meat feels so derogatory. Yeah. Um, after they give up on appealing to him, he continues to solve his own case and during a media statement, because he's also a glory hog, he's the fucking Riddler, um, he's, you know, giving a statement about this case. He's working on these two uh, sports superstars have committed suicide. Mm-hmm. But there's something off about them, okay? Mm-hmm. And while he's doing this, Batman steals him away. Like, mid-press conference. Rude. Mm-hmm. I like smart old Ed noticing Batman's a little off, a little not himself. You know, because it's Dick Grayson, if you remember correctly. And they're both investigating these two sports stars seemingly committing suicide. And it's a bit of a detour issue for the Gotham Sirens, but I love the character trait of Riddler muttering small dialogue boxes to himself with no spaces between the words. Because he's quickly, like, working shit out. Yeah. But, you know, thinking out loud. Um... In the end, it turns out they weren't suicides, and the culprits were Riddler copycats. He deduces this and their origins pretty thoroughly, and tells them to drop their big titty goth GF hostage that they've got before Batman steps in. Um, they don't believe he's Batman's friend, but, you know, they choose to call his bluff on that one. Uh, and it admittedly was a bluff, but it's also the nick of time, which is where Batman likes to be. Of course. Um, he'd also um, put a tracker on Riddler's, like, Riddle stick that he has. I mean, you, you, you know what people are bringing to the table. Yeah. Um, so, Batman beats these copycat people's ass. Um, and Riddler's like... Because Riddler bluffed and said, like, his staff has a... Um, we'll, give the bat, we'll give Batman a signal to step in. And they don't believe him. And while he's... And then he pops up and starts punching the shit out of him. Yeah. And he's like, see, I told you, wait, did you, did you actually rig my, my, my fancy my stick? stick? Yeah. <laughs> so I like that he guessed exactly what had happened there. Um, and I also like when he thanks the Riddler, uh, when he thanks Batman for the help, just the help, not for saving him. No, but no, he, he had this. I, I like that, I like that the Digress and Batman refers to Riddler as a collateral salvage instead of collateral damage. That's, that's nice. It's rude. Um, it's not. I mean, he saved him. He's very, very poor sport about it. He's a sore winner. Yes. So the day is saved for Ed Nigma, and he got to collaborate with Batman, and he got the girl. Oh. You know, that night he's out with the with the goth bookstore clerk hostage from the from the story at a restaurant, and he's thinking about being a good guy and making amends for his past. And while in the bathroom of this place, he sees how Harley saved Bruce Wayne on the news, and decides to call Selena after all. To help. Yeah, because clearly she's a bit of a nice guy. It's not even that. It's that he was going to let Harley die because they were annoying him. <laughs> and he was bitter about the start of this. Yeah. Because you recall... That Poison Ivy was had him, like, fungied. Yeah. It's, it's not brainwashed. And it's not comatose either. You can call it fungi. I don't have a name for it, so that works, I guess. Well, it's like being, like... He's being turned off. on weed. Yeah. But I don't feel like she would use weeds. Nah. So I'm, I'm gonna say he was fungi <sighs> The only person that ever added that part of canon was Kevin Smith, of all fucking people. Ironically, before. No. No. He tried to explain that part of that... Part of weed was her pheromones to get you know, her victims, you know, lo- to loosen up a little bit and sort of give in to the rest of the pheromones. Hmm. But of, of course, right? But also she, she, I don't feel like she would do weed. No, I don't think she's a 420 blazer kind of character. You're setting your friends on fire and if she won't eat plants, I don't think she's going to smoke them. Hmm. That's one way of looking at it. But yeah. I might be crazy, but that's just my opinion. So this episode kind of closed with a television. The next issue begins with one. Um, it opens with, like, the panel's uh, television screen showing, like, a TMZ knockoff, but for heroes instead of Hollywood. Nice. Which would make sense in that universe. The first panel is a direct reference to the Grey Palmiotti and Connor Power Girl run, which 
was taking place at the same time. It's another one I definitely love and recommend. Um, I just I like the I like I like the details of that. You know, it's it's world building. The the fangirl in there, all the writers. Kind of. It's not in a forced continuity. Oh, you got to read everything to figure it out. Kind of way. It's not Fear State bugging me with twenty different versions in the same month. It's just a ah, if you read this, you get it right. Mm. It's, it, it's a cute reward. Easter egg. Yeah. It's a, it's a shared, un- a it's shared universe being treated like an Easter egg. Like how Adventure Time used to do it back when it was good and not super annoying about canon. Hmm. Um, so this TV is being watched by the Joker, who sees a segment about Harley with Bruce. And I don't know if it counts, as we'll see. But I do like the Joker, who is clearly jealous of Harley, but makes excuses for it. Hmm. You know, he's not mad that she left him. She's He's mad that... That she's just a goon with a with a high, with a schoolgirl crush stealing his limelight. He simply must kill her. Yeah, of course. It's not for any other reason. It's not a principle. It's not because she hurt him emotionally no. by leaving. No. No, no. She's just she's in his way. Um, just no, no. Can't 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 be helped. I like that they very clearly like each other, but like they have to put on a fucking show about it. I would. I'm the Joker. I'm a maniacal king of criminality. I am the ultimate evil. I can't be seen holding hands with my my lady friends. You know what I mean? I know we see all the abuse and all the horrors and yada yada yada. But I do like to think that there is um actual love in there. I like to think it's part of his performance. Because surely he's not that high energy all the time. Jesus Christ. He would he would wear himself out, right? He would need to sit down. Have a coffee. Just take a minute. <laughs> no one is that cocaine fueled except for Snowflame, of course. Um, well, no, because he <laughs> even comes down from it. Yeah. There, there are parts where he's not on pal. You're right. There's highs and lows. Um. So, not realizing his girl is already in the arms of a killer, being Tommy Elliot, he sends his thugs to kidnap her back. Yay! Um. And I like. I, I like when we cut to Catwoman and Ivy trying to find her still. And Ivy is using the green again. Travelling through every plant in Gotham looking for her. It's a really, really great traffic cam. It's, yeah, kind of. I, I like the, the her eyes look like space. They're just black with like twinkles in them. They're fucking weird looking. But I like that she's this powerful. We discussed it in part one because I feel like... I feel like it's it's, it's more I, interesting. I think it's I, either all or nothing. She, she's like either all. all powerful. I like all. Or she's just you know a lady that likes plants. I like the both thing, the both theory. So, in tie-in comics for the Batman animated series, because as you remember, the first version of the animated series had a human woman who was mostly just an eco terrorist. Yeah. But then once they did the redesigns, she was green, very planty, very cruel, very cold, very inhumane. Mm. The Titan Comics came up with an explanation for that, that Pamela ditched. She fucking cut her losses and left. Yeah. And the the one that is made out of plant was sort of like a stand-in, so no one, no one knew to look for her until it was too late. That one eventually dissolves in that comic because it's planted, rots away. But I like to think that that version is the one that continued and kept going and kept... I mean, it's already a bio, like a human bio plant concoction. I don't know what the word is, but it's already there. So I like to think it's tapping into its own abilities and just building up and snowballing into the version um, that we get. Marion Drew, Harleen. If Marion Drew was an awesome plant god, yeah, yes. <laughs> but but that's the same like. You, it's you the can, old switcheroo. You can, have, you can have both slices of cake hmm. and eat them as well. Like how they're going to have to have the new Deadshot in the Suicide Squad Rocksteady game uh, kill the already in canon Deadshot that we saw in Arkham City and Arkham Origins. Yeah. Whoopsie daisies. He's not a Frenchman no more. 
It's, it's He's fine. Will Smith. It, it's fine. Well, we managed to talk about Suicide Squad again, so let's um, get back to what we were doing. So yeah, she travels the green because she's big fancy god, which is weird because I love street level normal Gotham City, but to just like plonk a plant it's god in the middle of it's kind of fun to me. But I think that's okay. It's just like, enough chaos. Just Su- enough. Superman comes and hangs out in Gotham sometimes, so he needs something to go up against. I mean, it exists in the world anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so yeah, they're looking for their little blonde buddy, um, and she picks up that the fake billionaire is flaunting her around. There's no secluded warehouse murders going on here. No, sir. The comic changes scenes, like, from through the plant into the, you know, them. It changes us so we can see the covertly criminal couple stop at the Moonlight Lounge. He plans to push her off the balcony and claim that she just fell. That's fine. Smooth way of doing it. So you get both characters monologuing throughout this scene, like Tommy and Harleen. Yeah. Um, Tommy leading her into a shadowy area secluded from the main rooftop bar area to coward punch her in the back of the head and throw her over the handrail while she's still stunned. Meanwhile, Hal being led into a dark and secluded area for probably a smooch with the quote, Oh, Brucey, you dog, you. <laughs> um, he, you know, he gets her to lean out because you can see Bloodhaven from all the way up here. And I like the joke that she can only see a big brown smear on the horizon. And he's like, that is Bloodhaven. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> It's described as being shit. Yeah. So there's a good panel there where she's like, hey, wait a minute. And, you know, he thinks he's totally caught out. But Harley was daydreaming about being the heir to the Wayne fortune in this scenario. But remembered he has kids. Mm. Dick and Tim. I don't like the Tim losing his parents and getting adopted. The part has never really rubbed me the right way. I liked when he had... The father who like lived next door and shit. Yeah, I just enjoyed that stuff. But I love that Tommy didn't care enough to explain or even acknowledge Damien. I know his excuse. I know his excuse is I don't know how many people know that Bruce Wayne actually has a son, and I don't want to deal with it, so I'm just not going to bring it up. But I love that he's like, I'm just not going to bring it up. This is fuck fine. him. It's it's fine. You don't need to bring it up. No one ever needs to bring him up. And once Harley is aware of them, she isn't interested in being a step milf. She's not the so- soccer mum type. Which, you know, somewhat true. Yeah. However, built in goonage. What kind of goon do you mean? You know, a little child that you can make do things. Ah, uh, children thugs. Hmm. She did go on to have the DD twins in Batman Beyond. Exactly. Um, so Tommy almost gets a kiss for his troubles, but then suddenly the Joker blimp appears. The team rocket theme plays in my head because the big Joker balloon gave me big Meowth balloon flashbacks. I like the line, anyone else would be happy to see her moving on and forming such a promising relationship, but I'm really a, sm- uh, but I'm really a small, vindictive soul beneath this smile, and nothing would give me greater pleasure than to see her die in agony. Ha 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 That's right. The thugs open fire on the couple, and I love Tommy diving for cover being like, does everybody want to kill you? And she's like, fuck does that mean? What the hell? Because he's scheming. So, when all hope seems lost, the blimp is yanked upwards. It's it's re-yanked by, like, you know, root systems from Ivy. Because she showed up to save the day. Ivy has the Joker in his blimp, and Catwoman gets the bogus Bruce. Unfortunately for her, the police rock up and see Catwoman assaulting famed man about Gotham Bruce Wayne. That's probably going to get you in some trouble. Yeah. So the girls have to quickly escape, and Tommy uses one of the one of the henchmen's like Tommy guns to shoot the blimp. Yeah. As he schemes, as always, it's not much of a self defense claim for him to shoot the three women in front of police. Yeah, you probably can't get away with. No, that. so he shot at the blimp, so it would fall down. Yeah. So, back at the animal shelter. Are you stuck in that? No. Okay. Back at the shelter, Selina almost has to explain the Hush versus Batman stuff, but Harley is more excited that the Joker's big, jealous reaction proves he definitely still cares and loves her. Oh, Harley. But Kaya, a negative reaction is still a reaction, man. It's- oh, Harley, Harley. So that becomes the main topic. I love while she rants about him loving her, his face is slowly coming up behind her in the window. Um, a la the Joker-mobile. Remember that thing? Yeah, it's fun. So it crashes through the window and a robot Joker gets out and explodes. And what's... <laughs> so that, that's how that issue ends. What do you think is sillier? Or which do you prefer? The Joker-mobile or the spider buggy? Oh, those are uh, great options. 
The Joker buggy... I mean, the Joker mobile looks stupid with his big face on it, but I get it. It's a direct competitor to the Batmobile. Thanos Peter Parker doesn't need a car. Thanos Copter. The Thanos Copter was practical. I don't think Thanos can fly. But, like, why the fuck did he have a Doom buggy? It stuck to walls. But it's still New York. Like, what what the fuck practicality does a car have have in New York? Maybe if you don't have buildings close together. You get mad it's New York. I feel like they have to have buildings close from, together. Like, clouds. Yeah, but they fixed that. That was more of a graphic thing. That's not the limitations of the cityscape of New York City. I don't know. The fact that he's just driving a car up and down windows just... Oh, I don't know. It always felt weird. I couldn't believe that was a thing yeah. that happened in comics. Yeah, I thought it was just an action figure accessory. Yeah. So issue five. The first piece of the really pretty three covers that go together. Oh, yes. They do go good. You like those ones? Um, I like when they do fancy covers. Yeah. Starting with the Harley cover. That one. Uh, we get... We get we left the girls in that explosion. Mm-hmm. Will they find out? Find out next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Um, Which they don't actually say as often in the show as you think they do. No. It's the narrator who was... Um, the guy's name, Bill Dozier himself narrating the show... Um, said at one time, like, you know, later on, and he was like, I fucking like that. So he started doing it more after the fact. It was, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, but, it but wasn't like, originally planned. For, for something that, like, something so I think most people think is quite iconic when it comes to Batman 66, it's not actually in it that often. I beg to differ because another iconic thing is his little dance. Which is like one episode. Yeah, but that's different. Bird. Edit edit the bird. Okay. Bye, bird. So when we pick back up, they're okay, but the house has a big car hole in it, and it's on fire and, like, normal explosion, damage, shrapnels, what have you. Poison Ivy springs into action, and they do a really good job of portraying how much it breaks her heart to do what she does. She rushes to a big barrel cactus, and it grows, it grows, and grows, and grows, and she cries that she is sorry as she pops it with a chunk of the shrapnel. Nice. And the aloe vera cactus juice blasts out of it and just kills the fire and, you know, goos the place up. Yeah. As you can imagine. Harley is, like, ill gross. And the other sirens turn on her very quickly, because whose fucking fault is it? That, no. No. It's her fault for letting things continue. It the the Joker continue. has got to go. No, no, observe this quote, Kyle. Joker may have originally thought of you as a willing patsy, but eventually he let you in. Whether he meant to do that or not, he shared with you things that he'd never tell another living soul. Hmm. And she's like, yeah, it's true. And the quote continues. And do you really think he would let you out unscathed? Oh, I mean, no. Ivy is... You know, just as intelligent as Harley can be. If he doesn't die, Harley will, at least in these days of comic lore. Valid. I mean, yeah. But... Yeah. So you remember how I mentioned the broker last episode? Yes. Well, do you ever wonder who builds the big death traps, props, and other goodies? I would maybe guess... Only because I have the page open. Look at you go. It's Jenna Duffy. Jenna Duffy, the, the carpenter. carpenter. That's right. I love her like I like the broker. Necessary and, ch- and charming world building, mm-hmm. you know. I also love her disappointment at first, thinking she's there to crack a safe or get in on some action. But she actually needs to do carpentry and fix the explosion and water damage. Yeah. She's like, sweet, I get to be in the sirens. I'm doing it that. What do you mean? What do you mean nine to five? Come on. <laughs> I want an adventure. Come on, go Yep. A finally suited up Harley. That's right. Here we are. Two parts in. Finally wearing the costume. Yay. It's like a fucking CW show out here. Right. So Harley Quinn takes her sister sirens to the old storage unit. The Joker was stashing the old Joker mobile and a heap of old outdated Silver Age junk. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. She reminisces of a time that she finally got him to show her the car. And he was kind of embarrassed by the old timing shenanigans. Like... Do you remember that issue where he kept saying boner, for example? Yeah. 
yeah, th- that sort of era. As as she's telling this, you know, she's reminiscing about this story. They get into the vents and get inside, you know, Arkham Asylum style, crawling through vents. The Joker turns out to still be in there. Here's the girls clocking away in the vent and fires a Tommy gun into the, you know, into the ventilation system. It's fine. He pauses to listen to see, you know, signs of life, and the bullet holes just get gaped open by more roots and vines. As they do, the girls drop down and the Joker tries to escape. Harley thinks something ain't right about all this, but gets sort of brushed off like she's stalling. Because, you know, in that scenario, you'd imagine so. Yeah. Um, Harley is restrained by vines and the other two go after the Joker, only to be thrown back by his banshee scream. Oh. Not like the kind Black Canary does, as Harley points out. The outdated stuff, the hatred for her, the scream. It's not the Joker, it's a character named Gaggy Gagsworthy. That's a great name. First appearing in Batman issue 186, and only appearing like three times before this, was a dwarf clown named Gaggy, who was Joker's original sidekick. Okay. Um, He then calls her a skank. (laughs) Um... So Harley is still in the vines. Catwoman falls into a trapdoor that's surrounded, gets you know, gets surrounded by hyenas. Poison Ivy gets itching, powdered, then laughing, gassed. Neither of which really affect her because of what she is. Um, but then she's hit with bubble gum that covers her mouth and nose. And while she suffocates, Gaggy clubs her with a rubber chicken that has a tire iron stuffed in it. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So he has free reign on his revenge-bound replacement, Harley Quinn. Getting good at these. Uh, Things that have the same first letter. <laughs> alliteration. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of old-timey comic book alliteration. I don't think Bill Durge's Batman fucked me up that much, but here we are. Nice. So issue six, the Poison Ivy cover of the trilogy. Um, this one begins with Harley about to be stabbed by an angry little person. Thinking quick, Harley acts super dismissive of him and his outdated shtick. The stall works as Gaggy wants some reaction from his prey, so he drags her off to show... Her that he's more than all of that. And I like the detail that his shrine room to Joker is very similar to Harley's one from her solo title back in 2000. That's a nice callback. I don't think it's on purpose. I just think all of the um, definite disciples of the Joker cult of personality have sort of the same vibe about them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They love... They love... Uh, Accessories, props, and collectibles. I mean, that's, you know, what his shtick is, mm. so... So, meanwhile, you got the other girls. Ivy finally pries the hardened gum off her face, and she goes to rescue Catwoman, who's just chilling down there because hyenas um, are more similar genetically to cats than dogs, mm-hmm. which people forget, so she's just, like, patting them. Yeah. Um, so, once Ivy gets her out of the... I don't know what a room under a trapdoor is called. Dun- dungeon pit? I don't know. Sub-basement. <laughs> yeah. So she's out of there. Um, and once she's out, they race after Gaggy and Hal, but get caught in a room with walls that close in. Because, you know, it's... Gaggy's doing, like, his error-appropriate death trap sort of shit. Yeah. And I like that the walls are the panels just getting less and less wide down the page, you know, to convey it. Ivy can only stall with tree trunks and Catwoman phones a friend. While the girls are in peril, we stall by doing Gaggy's origin story. Mm Mm-hmm. Worse than your students. I've got a message. He, much like Boston Brand, Dick Grayson... Mr. and Mrs. Grayson, I'm forgetting their names off the top of my head. Um, he was a worker of Haley Circus. Mm. Okay. He had a tight rope act for a while, but was replaced by the Flying Graysons and ended up in the clown sector of the industry. Yeah. As you do, as you do I guess. Eventually, the Flying Graysons stopped performing, so to speak, as we know. Uh, that's a very kind way of putting, were brutally murdered. <laughs> were brutally sabotaged to death. Murdered. Murder by negligence? Um, murder. I don't know if that counts as a murder. They murdered them. No, no, no. He he ruined their thing and then let them die on it. Thus, <laughs> murder. 
Did he cause their death? No, no, you're right. Because, like, if you put a landmine on a football field and just walked away and someone got hurt, then technically it would be your fault, I guess, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Might not be first-degree murder. It's sabotage But it's murder. definitely murder. I'm telling y'all, it's sabotage. Um, so, yeah, they stop performing, but he never gets back out of clowning, and it burns his piss. It makes him mad. It's an angry little guy. He's grumpy Smurf. Okay. I meant dwarf. It don't matter. They're both the, the grumpy one of the small people. <laughs> Take your pick for examples. Gr- grumpy. Yeah, that is just his name, huh? <laughs> Stupid. No wonder I couldn't think of it. That's nothing. Um, okay, I'm glad that we we went all the way around that circle. We got all of them. Um, so they're doing another tour near Gotham, and he punches one of the other clowns for spraying him with cold water, and a man in the crowd has a little heh about it. Mm. Um, the man meets Gaggy in his trailer afterwards, and it turns out to be the Joker, who liked his little flare-up and wants to hire him for his little, you know, insane clown posse, so to speak. Gaggy is super on board because he is a pissed-off guy, and he's happy to fight people. Don't really matter who it is. He's got Napoleon complex to the max. They become fast friends and stay that way until the turn. Alright, the turn meaning when Joker started to get real murdery. And so, politically, not maybe not politically, but publicationally, you know, Joker had to tone it down for quite a while because Batman comics were making kids gay and violent, and whatever, all that sort of stuff. The Frederick Wortham, the, the comic uh, called Death of what was it called, Death of Innocence, something mm, like that, something like that. Um, but yeah, all that was going on, so he had to chill, and he was doing a lot of like you know just jokes and. More vandalism and, and annoyance than villainy. That's when Gaggy took place. But then once they didn't have to do that shit no more, once everything got really dark and gritty and, like, the Neil Adams and stuff sort of moved in after the 60s, that sort of turn was when Gaggy didn't... Re- he didn't fit. Yeah, he was no longer in that olden days goofball rut. He was the most dangerous guy in town again. Yeah. You know? And that left Gaggy in the rearview mirror. When... Uh, we then see Harley's tour of the old storage place from his eyes, you know, back when she was reminiscing about seeing the car. And it turns out he'd gone back there after Joker abandoned it and sort of kept everything in pristine condition for when he, for when comics cracked down on him again and he had to fucking chill again. Nice. You know, when, when he got over whatever was going on, they would be friends again. Yeah. That was, that was the hope. He sees the Joker look, look around at all these old treasures dismissively. And refers to it all as too gaggy, hmm. you know, um, which, you know, kind of, it, it seems at the time like he just means they're too jokey, but he means gaggy specifically as a person. He describes it as like crickets chirping after a bad joke. It's cringe, essentially. Now, his reasoning for killing Harley and trying to go back to the old Joker day story, you know, is over and it would be time for Harley to die. He's finished explaining himself. But wouldn't you believe it, Ivy, Catwoman, and the carpenter, Jenna Duffy, you know, all barge in after she drilled, you know, a hole in the crushing room. Nice. <laughs> so she got to use a big drill after all. Um, and they, you know, they jam Gaggy into an old rocket and blast him into the sky. That's not very nice. Yeah. As the gang of Gotham girls ride home in the carpenter's van, Harley asks them, am I really as pathetic and needy as Gaggy is? And I love oh, it. Buddy. I love everyone is like, yep. Even Carpenter says, I only just met you, but definitely yes. <laughs> um, she does She does the nice classic Harley bit, though, that I fucking... But that we'll never see again, I don't think. I think we're past this now. It'll never get good again. But I love the... Well, I say, screw Joker. I don't need him. Although, it wasn't technically the Joker attacking us, so maybe the real one has changed for the better. We don't know. So, like... She sort of ter- talks herself back into it every fucking time. But it's, I mean, it's mad love. It, you know, she's mad at him for doing all that shit and getting her hurt. She goes to her the infirmary and he just, you know, he leaves her a flower and a get well soon note and she's fucking back. But that's the thing. If you're, if you're going to destroy your entire life for someone, then you will talk yourself back into it. Scientology, baby. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry to refer to such a wonderful character as Scientology, but... <laughs> you know, it's, it's the cult thing. You're already invested. Mm. You know, it's like people who are still using Apple phones. 
Marriage. Alright, so. That issue ends with a very angry Gaggy swimming back to the shores of Gotham, and that's basically the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Almost. Kaya, I want you to edit in the Grunkle Stan meme in here. I know it's a picture, but, like, you know when he's like, finally, I have them all? But edit it so the three journals are these. Okay. Are the covers, okay? All right. Okay, great. Done. All right, so the Catwoman one, the final one, is just a Christmas one-shot issue. All right. Drawn by David Lopez, um, which reminds me, not all of them were written by Paul Dini, so let's uh, credit a fella by the name of Scott Lobdell, who did the Riddler um, sort of side mission, which is good that they gave him something to do that didn't like interfere with nothing. Good planning that way. I, I mean, like that. considering that Dini's doing everything else, he was probably like... Dude, I just need someone to cover something for a month that doesn't fuck with what I I'm just, doing. Yeah, just, just, I just stall and have Riddler be helpful at the end. That's all I'm asking. I gotta go. He, here's the A, here's the B. I don't care what happens in between. Don't Honestly, don't. One. Yeah, don't use the girls. They're important. <laughs> so, yeah, while that's happening. So, the, we're, we're at this one shot. This, this one is written by uh, Dini. Again, it's just drawn by a different guy. It opens with Catwoman fighting knife-wielding Santas. As you do. Because we're doing Christmas. It seems like she's starting to recover from her stage fright that she'd begun this episode with. Um, well, I guess last episode with. Huh. Uh, once she tied them, tied them Santas up, we see her chilling with Dick. I mean the guy. I mean Dick Grayson. She's with Chili- Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I like the idea Love of... Netflix and chill going on. Nah, man, I like the idea of them hanging out a little while Bruce is, like, quote-unquote gone. Like, they're still kind of family, but, like, they don't really have other people to hang with. It's like the main guy left. And we'll, we'll just... It's Ron and Hermione here. hanging out while Harry Potter's quote-unquote dead. You know? I mean, which kind of happened. Oh, no, it did. That was a terrible example, I apologize. It's like that, but different. Um... So Dick asks where her new friends are, and she explains while Jenna Duffy is fixing the shelter up from all that explosion damage, uh, Pamela went to the rainforests of Central America to find herself, and Harley's gone to visit her family for Christmas. That's um, nice. The scene ends with a reminder that Damien is a rude, arrogant little shit, and none of the mad chads that read this era of comics like him. Fuck. And if they do, they've forgotten their place. Right. You, know, you know how I feel about Damien? Bad. The same way I feel about Dick Grayson and anyone other than Barbara. Alright. Well, I feel about... Fuck you, Starfire. I feel about Damien the same way I feel about the Prime drinks. I don't care. People of a certain age are smart enough to know better than to like it. And then you have toddlers. Who weren't there yet. Spell it wrong. Oh yeah, you spelled prime wrong. It's five letters. Yeah, I had I had to have an argument with a kid that P R I M spells prim, not prime. Just do they not know that? Oh shit! And no. then they tried to argue with me that it's a different drink. It's not prime. It's just like prime. I want to make a Fallout reference, but unfortunately, the prim in New Vegas is double M. So I can't. Okay. Isn't that a shame? It would be nice to squeeze a little fallout into this episode because I like to do that every time. No. It's either that or Batman Forever. Yeah. Beloved film. Great, great, great film. Right. So remember how I described Poison Ivy as a god with a little bit of humanity left in her still? Sometimes. All right. While she is out here, she is at peace, but at the same time does miss Gotham. Her me time is interrupted by gunshots nearby a hiker group have stumbled into a drug lab and cartel in the in the forest as you do mm-hmm. probably examples could go here but my mind's not getting them it, it i feel like there was all the time was there one in tropic thunder you say that like i've seen that movie yeah evil warlord people always have fortresses in the forests isn't, isn't that what um, Predator is? No, he was not a drug dealer. <laughs> I don't know, he looks like he does drugs. Wrong kind of Predator. Um, isn't that fun? But no, they've, they've got their little drug lab out there and these hikers have sort of stumbled into it. 
you know. They, they, she doesn't like that these drug people cut their way into the forests and poison the water with their, you know, bio byproducts. So Ivy intervenes very brutally. As she do. On her way out, she gives one of the hikers a flower and says Merry Christmas on her way out. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Brooklyn, Harley, the cool auntie, isn't that nice, is home for the holidays. Uh, we meet her worn-out mother, Sharon, and Barry. Barry is her fat-ass deadbeat brother, sprawled on the couch playing Guitar Hero, which I love more now than when the issue, well, like when I first read it, which would have been maybe 20, 2010 or 11. Yeah, so right after it had come out. So it would have been a timely reference at the time, but the longer we live, the sadder an adult playing guitar hero on his mother's couch gets yeah like the more like the more tragic that is it's pretty funny yeah (laughs) um so harley gets shitty because she it turns out she sent him a bunch of that elliot fortune for a down payment on a a house for himself and to put you know his kids nikki and jenny into private school obviously that is not going well but the second she gets uppity about it she's shut down you know, as the high and mighty supervillain, obviously, like, he's just a person. Like, he can't be expected to hold up to the same standard as her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've all had that conversation with our family before. Yeah. Um, even her mother takes the fat, unemployed dude's side with multiple uh, baby mamas. Um, because at least he's never been to prison, Harley. Wow, thanks, Mom. Like, Sharon then says that she bets Stargirl's mother's proud of Stargirl. Wow, thanks, Mom. <laughs> I think I think it's realistic and a kind of sad scene for Harley, but at the same time, they react to her career as a goofy criminal like she just got a bad tattoo or something. Yeah. Can't say that I've been there, done that. You ain't got a tattoo. That's true. But yeah, it's, it's that sort of vibe. I know people sometimes are like, oh, it's it's too, like, real and sad for Harley Quinn. And it's like, well, at the same time, she, it's, it's she very, would want to break loose but from that's the this. Thing. It's very much that character of, tell me I can't and I'll show you that I did. Mm. Yeah. And after this scene, we see her pop, which is the only name I get, which is fine, because whenever her parents are wrong, I get fucked off about it. Mm. All right? So thank you for getting the family kind of right Harley Quinn animated series. And at this point, I was going to swear about the new 52, but I have reconsidered. They they appear in issue 34 of the 2016 run, and they're completely different people retiring to Florida. They give the dad uh, the name Nick, and it could, but they don't give the mother a name, which is weird because this one doesn't give the father a name. And, that, and it could annoy me the way this scatterbrain title always does, because the New 52 Harley was a fucking pain in my in my soul. Listen to the fall of Harley Quinn. That's right. Um, you know, these are completely different people who retired in Florida. They're not the Brooklyn family anymore. I think I don't even think she has the accent at this point. No. So, and it, it would annoy it would annoy me, but I posited as evidence. That they're different people. Marion Drew's baby, different parents, evidence. Oh, I like it. Right? That's that's where every Harley's different argument is gonna go. Clearly is not actually Harley. Yeah. Different parents, man. There it is. Proof is in the pudding. So this rant turned to... Or in the Petri dish, if you will. Rant turned conspiracy aside. In the real war, which is, you know, this for me, um, her father is a con man. A name we don't get here, but Nick in the fi- New 52, so we'll just call him Nick here, fuck it. Whatever. Um, I feel like he'd be a Pops. Yeah, well, she calls him Pop. But he's Nick in New 52, the Harlequin animated series, and the Mad Love novel that Paul Dini was involved with. I don't think he actually... I'd have to double check. I don't know if he wrote the whole thing, but he was involved. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we're keeping the name. He's in jail after taking an old woman's money. All of it, you know. As they... As they talk through the plexiglass window, he tries to pull one over on Harleen to get at that fortune of hers, and she gets mad and goes to leave, but is stopped by a guard who is a fan of hers. And Nick promised him a selfie with her for 50 bucks. 
So on a surface level, her dad has some joker in him. You know, he's got the coy attitude and the smile. But, you know, it makes sense that Harley would probably have some daddy issues. Yeah. So you have daddy issues. Fucking cat. Um, but at the same time, we see her dad for like two pages. And we learn of like three con jobs in that short time, almost concurrently. Yeah. So I think... He has a weird compulsion, and that makes sense that Harley would go on a psychology. Yeah. Right? She's trying to, you know, heal herself in the cheapest way it is to get therapy. University. Mm. Well, she mentions that she went into it to try to figure out, you know, her family and stuff, but you can see it. it like, they don't have to have said it because you can see his weird con artist compulsion. Yeah. So I think that's good. Well written. So, she is comfortably sick of her shitty family already. It's been like two hours. And, you know, she heads... Small doses, people. She heads back to Gotham. She gets to the shelter in time to see Jenna Duffy, who has finished the job taking her check and going to fucking Vegas, baby. Um, Selena is there, and so is Ivy. After, you know, several murders in the forest, it was good to leave, uh, you know, abruptly, get the fuck out of there. It's fine. Yep. But the shelter is ready. You know, it's got all the goods. It's got the greenhouse, it's got the gym, it's got the war room. And for Harley, who is the bubbles of this Powerpuff Girls group, it has a toy room. Yay! Because she's the baby spice. All right, so she's happy to be home once again. And that brings us to the end of Volume 1 of Gotham City Sirens. Yay! What do you think? It's pretty good. Did you want to elaborate at all? I I know know we've sort of been over it all in our part one but every character is at their peak the only one that isn't is Catwoman who is kind of at her peak dealing with that like the, the execution written. No, it's not it's not that it's like the way she she's lost Bruce as a bodyguard uh, she's at a frailist so she networks she literally like, got her heart ripped out yeah so she's you know sort of building a support system yeah I don't want to say like any like a support system or a community or any of that like all those buzzwords that have been ruined by companies but like that's that is what she's doing she's building sort of a safe haven a shelter if you will mm. in the shelter as you do but she is like even the way that she's plotting and doing that stuff every character is at their best of you know they're doing what they can Paul Dini once again has written great stuff are big big sur- shocker by by Are we surprised? Yeah. Um Yeah. It goes on to be a good run, but like I like I've had to explain a few times, there's a lot going on coming into it. Yeah. And I hope this these two parters Wet your me- whistle. Not even wet your whistle, but give you enough I mean we spoiled the whole thing, but there is three more volumes after this. But I hope this gives you enough of a you know Batman Reborn 101 yeah. to get to get the ball rolling for you. And I think this, this there's omnibuses and stuff. They've broken it into two hardcovers instead of full volumes. Like, it's, it's, it's accessible. Just a little... It's worth the time, is, yeah. what, is what I mean. And I think that brings us to the end. You want to get into homework? Let's do it. All right. So what room would you like built if you had one in the shelter? Ooh. Because this is... You know, it's very clearly built with every siren in mind. Yeah. If you were to have a room built in, with you in mind, what would it be? Hmm. I have trouble because I'm sort of very scatterbrained, especially at the moment. Um, If we miss an episode, it's because the COVID has finally taken hold. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for it to Craig, happen. It's coming. Craig's dealing with the green. Uh huh. I no, I've got the rot. <laughs> I'm dying. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I can't focus on dick enough to fucking have one room in particular. I would say a library, but I would want it to have comics. And at that point, it's barely a library anyway. So let's have some fucking video games. And the next thing you know, I've just built a weird bar room again. <laughs> I mean, te- technically. You have built a room that you would want. It's the, you know, so seven you, by six in the backyard. So your lovely podcast host essentially built a, a comic and junkie-like 
store in his yard to play in. Yeah. So that's getting dumped into the shelter, and that's my answer. See, I would it's like a- to say, like, an art studio, but I currently am not creative enough that I would use that at all. But if but you're I'm living like off the Elliot Fortune a, a and you don't have a job anymore, maybe you have the time to get back into that flow again. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe like a comfy, like, music. I don't want to play it. I just want to listen to it. You want a fucking auditorium? A record store. What are those things that aren't a tub of salt water that you float in, but like the other ones where it's all just like sound and colors? They often have them in, like, illusion buildings. No, no, no. No, they're not like those. You know those ones that are always in, like, illusion uh, tourist traps where it's all, like, mirrors and LED lights and, like, weird, like, droplets of water? Yeah. You know those sort of rooms? No, I don't want one of those. You don't want one of those, but with, like, nice music? I would go fucking insane. (laughs) Then I can't think of a good peaceful place to dump you in. No, I want I want like a bay window and nice fireplace. You want a cottage? Yeah. Alright, so they have to build a cottage in the shelter now, great. Yeah. We are we are not helpful. Okay. And that brings us to the end of our week. Brings us to the end of our podcast. Like I said, if there's another episode next week, great. If there's not, I apologize. We will see how bad things get. We only just had my positive, and it's always a fun game to see what happens next, isn't it? As long as I don't get any more joint pains, that's definitely the worst. But on that note, to find out if we do another episode next week, you should subscribe. So you're already there. You don't have to type our name, because it's a long name. And, you know, it'll save me some time. I'm just think- I'm just looking out for you, listener. <laughs> um, so remember to re- rate, review, subscribe, uh, do all those things. Um, write a review. I don't know if every app lets you do that anymore. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't pay just, that much just attention. Just write write a review and email it to us at theschoolforwaywardnerds at gmail.com. I always like and to say, just listen to our we'll back catalog. We don't check it. What are you talking about? I check it right, sometimes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I would say listen to some older episodes because we've done... We did a Poison Ivy super early on. We've done The Rise and Fall of Harley. I always feel like we should do more Catwoman, but I never know where to start. There's so much good Catwoman out there. Mm. All right, so, so fuck the rate, review, and subscribe. Listen to our back episodes and find a nice Catwoman book. Sit, sit down, have a read. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Um, I've been your host, Toby Apollo, joined by producer Kyle. Hi, I'm here. Class dismissed.